we have so many exciting things. These podcasts are like action adventure movies. For instance, today Christine took a walk. I don't know if you if you knew that she could do that, but she did. <laughs> well, I think yeah, and you guys know that I have been walking for a year. <laughs> time here. About a year. Around our house. Um but I don't know, I hate to always say a post in the stroke group got me thinking. Oh, jeez. Another one? All right. Go ahead. We talked about it. You know, um... I already forgot it. (laughs) Um, someone posted that their therapist wanted them to move to a single point cane. I think from a walker or something. And they're like, what do I do? How do I walk around outside? I can't do it. Um, so there's lots of advice. And just, it made me think about when I first tried walking on the uneven ground that is my yard and how hard it was like I couldn't go very far and just when I first walked in our garden filled with beauty bark like how long I could walk out there was not long yeah (laughs) it started out so short and just how you know with oh my goodness okay that's all it takes just one cat and you're (laughs) And you're off your game. He's got flea powder on his nose. And cat looks like we have a black cat. I'm kidding. And then we have some diatomitrous earth stuff that the kids put on him for flea powder. Yeah, they can't be on his nose. Except it looks like they looks looks like they shake and bake them in it, you know? Like <laughs> our black cat has turned white. I'm getting healthy. No, no, I don't like it. I know, but you can't breathe it in. It's, it's actually okay for him to breathe in. It's food grade. It's fine to eat it. You just don't want to... It's, Inhale it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like cinnamon. It's going to not be good for you. This is uh, a long... I think we should restart. New thing for you. Diatomitrous you really, <laughs> really It's a fine ground dust. At least this is... It's interesting. It's new stuff. It's new material, Christine. How How long can we talk about yard walks? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... You really want to keep going? Yeah, seriously, diatomitrous okay. earth is like this amazing thing. It'll, you know, get rid of worms in you if you eat it and stuff. In you? No. Yeah. Oh, in you. In you, yes. Okay. It's a finely ground powder <laughs> that gets in between the, the hard shells of like fleas and like is like little bits of glass. It's diatoms. It's like little diatom skeletons. So you know so much that more about this than okay. I do. It's like ground up shell essentially. Well, diatoms are like little... Okay, no. Like planktons. There's a certain kind of plankton. They've... Yeah, keep going. No. <laughs> you're teaching You're teaching people with knowledge. It's good. Ask my kids. I'll tell you about it. Anyway, so you can use it as flea powder instead of whatever other expensive stuff you buy. But you got to douse your animal in it like, I don't know, every two weeks or so. And uh, so the cat just let... Like, you know, because he goes out and kills everything. So (laughs) he was just laying on Christine and we found a flea. And so she yelled at the boys to go take the cat down to get diatomitris. And it looks like they put him in the sack and shook him up and let him You are supposed to wipe the excess off. Yeah, that's pretty excessive. Well, good news. If diatomitris kills fleas, he has no fleas. (sighs) Anyway... I, the train of thought was walking in my garden 
It takes so painfully. Yeah. It's so little that you get discouraged. Like I'm amazed that you could keep your encouragement about it because. Well, so the but but, uh, walking in the yard, walking in the garden originally. It was discouraging how little time I could spend doing it, but eventually. It it's fine. I can go out in the garden as long as I want now. Um. And so it was just this idea that I needed to push myself. And um, some things my therapist said, therapist said, and some things other people said, just about pushing yourself is how you learn and how you grow. And I feel like, you know, I'm always pushing myself for how far I go and perfecting it and stuff like that. But this is a new challenge. And so I decided to do... I hate that I can't define how long the loop is. Um, it's either one-fifth of a mile. Or one-fourth or one-sixth. No, no, it's one-fifth, I think, is the most accurate. Sometimes you measure it and it's like one-sixth. Sometimes it's one-fourth. It's a little over one-fourth and definitely under one-sixth. So I say one-fifth is an accurate. All right, we'll go with you that. You can go with it. Um, but I decided I would walk this one-fifth of a mile loop. has a little uphill-downhill sloping. Mm, tree roots and junk. And that I would do it without a cane. Yeah. And it was like going all the way back to the beginning with a cane and a brace, which the brace, you know, it really prevents a lot of um, mistake. Yeah. With a cane and a brace, when she first started out, it took her about 28 minutes. I think it was like... No, twenty-two or six. It was. It was. I remember very clearly. It was about twenty-eight minutes. Perfect. Like twenty-seven to twenty-nine minutes. I knew you were in that pocket when we first got back. That's what she could walk it, if she had a cane, and she was leaning heavily on it, and if she had that brace because her ankle and toes weren't working. And today she did the same time. Twenty-eight minutes. But with no brace. No brace. Well, I've been doing no brace for a long time. No cane. Yeah. No support whatsoever. Just my God-given supports of bone and muscle. Which is... Sinew. Which is tough. It sounds... It sounds pretty, like, crazy, like, to be celebrating over that, but... Yeah, it was um, really should have been 27, but I stopped to look at a bird. Yeah. I feel like that counts. But you got to remember, like, she's fighting tone all the time. So when she had a cane yeah. and a brace, we eventually got it down to where she was able to crank a loop out in about four minutes, right? I mean, she was going. <laughs> she such a far cry from 28. I know, right? Oh she, could, she could do a whole mile in under 28 minutes. And so what we've what we've got is, you know, the situation where she's all the way back to you know, one-fifth of a mile, 28 minutes to do it. But I think it's the kind of pushing that's going to get me better. Right, because, I mean, you're talking about trying to get that ankle movement back, which it takes her long because in order for her to place her ankle right and not roll it, which is the most dangerous thing, like one little ankle roll could undo a year's worth of work. Oh, yeah. And so it's a real gamble. I have read some stories. Yeah, we're not we're not excited about so, that, but the only way the only way that she can get it back is to take those gambles. And I I'm definitely being safe about it. I could have done it in you, shorter time. You did almost fall over today. 
actually, I know that I did, like, some shuffling to readjust, but I never felt like I was going to fall. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, like, so. I could have, but I yeah. was balancing. <sighs> yeah. So that, it's hard because um, the tone kicks in when I am in a place... When something is else is going to distract me and occupy my mind, the tone kicks in. So that's why um, walking into to public places, I, I walk better when no one is watching me at home than I walk when my therapist is watching me. But I walk better there than I would, you know, going into a crowd. So... Because of the multitasking of the brain. Yeah, so my brain has to be occupied with other things. Um, and so walking on uneven surfaces, it, it's not only tricky. Um, I think the biggest tricky, well, you know, it's a balance thing. But the biggest part of the balance is that I don't know if it's my body or my brain. I don't know what the specific trigger is. But then it knows there's some balance issues. It kicks the tone in and my tone just wants to turn my foot in and curl your toes curl my toes and then guess what it's pretty hard to balance like that and it also just wants to um keep my foot muscles tight so i can't roll through the foot like you're supposed to i just like put weight on it and it wants to bounce it off the ground so i have to walk really slow really slow to counter those things yeah, because it's turning into, it's almost like already rolling her ankle for her. So each each step has to be like really carefully thought out. And and she can do things like if she's in a good headspace, she can loosen the muscles a little bit, try to fight that tone. And she can try to lift her toes a little, which she, she I mean, it's not, she can't actually lift her foot in a big rotation. It doesn't, she's not... She's sometimes capable of that if she's in the exact right position and exact right way, but we're talking about lifting her toes um, an inch, <laughs> you know, like an inch, not the full range that you have of like five inches or whatever. Yeah, so it, it's something that gets better with time and with practice and with familiarity. Pro- and that's... You should probably explain what drop foot is. Well, technically drop foot isn't what I have. Really? Yeah. It's news to me. Well, it just, the term gets applied because it's so much like that. Your drop foot is where your toes are pointing down. Like, so yeah, but it's actually, you can't hold your foot flush or at technically a drop foot, foot is from a different, it, a different problem is causing it. Mine would be specificity. Oh, okay. That's causing me to, 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 point my toes all the time okay in that position and i cut you off another thought what was what were you gonna say um oh just that well time and familiarity and practice um tend to help specificity they're not like a formula because it can it can increase with time and it can just be a weird thing but it tends to be that those help. So, for instance, walking over the log bridge, every time I do it, like my body gets more used to it and 
and the tone kicks in less. I think it also has to do with the visual. Um, and this is just me surmising, so I'm going to... Uh, you you tell me if I'm wrong or right about this, but when she first went into her garden, she could only last out there five minutes. And I think it had some to do with the fact that she was walking on an uneven surface. Oh, uh, it, that was very hard. But I also think that it had to do with the fact that you were seeing a lot of different things. Like there was a lot of visual stuff. And it seems like every time we watch a movie you know, it, it burns you out because it's like it's so much it's so much visual information, right? And um, the more familiar she becomes with it, the multiprocessing center in her brain that was stroked is reforming and refamiliarizing itself with all of these components. Well, so, like, if you're in yeah, a garden... Yeah, all those things happen. Right. So it seems to be... What I'm saying is it's tandem. It's not, it's not really just your foot or your leg. It's how comfortable your brain becomes processing the visual surroundings. Yeah. It's, it's all those things combined but i will say in tandem i did uh, what was it yesterday we went on the opposite hike into the woods yeah with a cane and i i think i went the farthest i ever have yep and probably the best time on the bridge which i mean i'm not trying to speed on this bridge walkway thing but just it's been painfully slow in the past and we haven't done that particular uh, trail in quite a while. The bridge, a month or two? Yeah. The bridge is a 175-foot-long Home Depot coal lumber, um, two-foot-wide, uh, looks like train tracks that the boys and I built for With the huge factor. gaps, so I have to be careful where yeah. I place my cane. It's really for riding bikes over. Well, huge, <laughs> huge to me gaps. Like, yeah. And not necessarily walking, so she has to be extremely precise. And I, We thought about like not having her do that because there is some risk in it. I'm going to live. Yeah, because, the, you know, if she wants to drive again, she has to be able to conquer tone in stressful moments and situations. And so when she's walking that little log bridge and or she's walking the train tracks we built, um, what she's really doing is having to repurpose her muscles during those stressful moments. And that's when that's when tone hits. It's just like if you're standing at the edge of a cliff right you don't feel quite as in control of your body right and it's like a mental thing and you want and you're so mad because you know it's a mental thing or something like that but you just cannot control it no matter how you would well cracks in the sidewalk now become cliffs and so (laughs) you get this like close-up look of what it's like to be 88 years old you know and walking around and you're like ah wheelchair access is important you know the city does need to fix these cracks in the sidewalk you know you start to like the stuff that people get wound up about before and that you just ignore and you're like geez um all of a sudden you're like yeah <laughs> like this needs to be fixed made accessible um because because every little step and curb you know becomes an issue um but i think you're doing good and you're yeah. stretching stretching it and pushing it and um Doing doing yoga and yoga is huge and I my therapists have, you know, it's been a theme. I've they said yoga saved you. Keep doing yoga, um, and it's gotten easier to keep doing yoga. Because initially I couldn't do it on my own. Like, right. It was always having someone help me, and then. I mean that was frustrating for you, wasn't it? Helping me with yoga because it's excruciating. I mean, 
you could tell I couldn't do the pose, but, like, where did I need the help from? What angle? And, like, oh, wait, I'm moving into this other place, and now I need help, you know? Yeah, you're just kind of sitting there, like, and, and you know, and <laughs> when you're helping somebody like that, they're they're righteously frustrated and fussy, right? Because they're, everything has to be just put just so. Or they'll fall. I'm not, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I know that. But if you're not, like, into yoga or familiar with it, and you're just kind of waiting around to like help them it's okay it's good you do it because you um you love to see the improvement and the development but it is <laughs> it is i'm not gonna lie super boring like it's boring enough to do yoga helping hey, you do yoga <laughs> it's peaceful and but challenging yeah. it is challenging um a lot more for me now <laughs> but she did so good just just moments now. ago she showed me something that she'd never been able to do before and she she was doing it great and um i started to wonder if um i wonder if tai chi helped with that i know that what you were doing was a yoga specific move but tai chi is something that christine has also been trying lately yeah lately i've started trying tai chi so i don't know if it's helped i think it I, I don't like know if it's specifically transcended into that, but I think it's very good for, um, like, whole body movement and connecting the mind with it. Because there's no other time that you're really doing something so... Fluid? Yeah, practice. that's just what I was going to say. Working on the fluidity and, like, um, the evenness of your movements with one side of the body to the other, which is very important. It's, like, cross body and opposite and then at the same time with the same movements and mirroring and opposing it's very good for stroke recovery so what i saw with your yoga movements tonight is i saw better shoulder rotation and arm straightening than i had seen in a long time and i think that has to do with your tai chi um which the kids really wanted to play the vr tai chi and she doesn't want to touch it because she doesn't after her stroke blinky lights and things that flash too much or well, and I've done it for sometimes, but with the weird eye thing, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of spooked you on it, hasn't it? Yeah, we'll see. But I I tried the Tai Chi deal out, and it was it was really challenging to move your muscles so slowly um, and smoothly through those motions, and I could see where that would be an extreme benefit because you're, you're forcibly controlling and constraining and stretching all at the same time um and that will i think that's going to help you get it back because in stressful moments it's allowing your brain to connect stronger to those muscle groupings and like i when i'm coaching the kids in wrestling slow first then smooth then strong then fast that's no the order say for that that's the order you have to have to practice in what fistina lente Festina Lente is a Latin phrase Christine has drilled into our boys and is roughly translated make haste slowly. And she is genius for doing that, I think. Well, it just resonated with me. Make haste slowly. Get get it together and you start moving. You just think moving. I'm genius because you used to say slow makes fast. So it just felt. Did I used to say that? Are you do you looking for more phrase? Is that what Oh no 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 you're right, I did. I've just lost it in the <laughs> I used to that is true. I used to say that a lot. Um I forgot that I I yeah, I drilled that into our kids, slow makes fast. 
and because they always want to do things herky jerky and quick and and I was like that as a kid too I just want to be impatient to like get through things and um slow makes fast but Um, yeah we're like that's what I do on the walks I have to think Festina Lente this is excruciating but this slow walk is practicing doing it right and it's gonna make it faster in the end yeah yeah, when Christine got did that Fistina Lente slogan for her kids, like she drilled it into them. And well, I mean, I think it. I think it's been it. a benefit. I think they really, yeah. I think they have learned to learn much better because of that simple philosophy. Slow, smooth, strong, then fast, or speed. If I want to stay with S's. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> slow. Same again. Slow. Slow. Smooth. smooth strong. strong speed. speed. You were uh, witness to this next new four-step <laughs> program brought to you by Kit and Christine Christopherson. Um, if only we could turn a dime on this kind of stuff. Okay, I think maybe the last thing is sell it to we were going to Tony talk Robinson. about, but I don't think we actually discussed my EEG upcoming oh yeah uh christine has an edg coming up yay so because i'm seeing the lights and uh the optometrist and the neurologist do not believe it is actually a problem with the eye itself i'm gonna get an eeg next week just to see if there's Something funky going on in my brain. Can't imagine that. What does EEG stand for? Electronic. (laughs) (laughs) Electrical. (laughs) Something. It just maps the the neurons firing off in your brain. And what they can catch with it is a seizure. If you're having micro seizures, which is possible. Oh, it's electroencephalogram. That makes sense. It was on the tip of my tongue. I just forgot it. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Yeah, it does. I'm just teasing. Um, um, go ahead. No, what were you saying, Pierre? <laughs> I have no idea. This <laughs> I don't is, know either. This is the worst podcast ever, but... Uh, um, yeah, they're just going to check and anyway. see. They don't believe I'm having seizures because it doesn't sound quite like seizures. But, they, you know, why, why not check and find out? Because if I am, it would be foolish to leave that box unchecked. So... I'm going to go. I'm supposed to get less sleep than normal beforehand so I can kind of be in a sleep-wake state. Which, again, did you bring home the papers? Did they give them to you or just talk about getting them to you? No, I don't think they give us any papers. We're just going to have to roll with it. But basically, you got to be sleepy, which shouldn't be too much of a problem for us. No kidding. Anyway, yeah, so I'm going to go get electrodes all over my brain my head they're not gonna put on my brain um and kind of sleep i don't know well, and see what's up and i think if they don't find anything we can push to pursue other things like um see a neuro ophthalmologist um but essentially it doesn't sound like any known danger it sounds like a weird anomaly. That's probably nothing, but they're checking off all the danger boxes. 
So. That's, I'm just falling apart. That's what we do. I think like 36 was my expiration date. I don't think so. Well, just like just best buy date. Just a little spilt milk. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. All right, so what do we call this episode? What? <laughs> I don't know. I thought we could come up with something on the fly. I thought, oh, I know. No. If right at the end of this podcast, we challenge ourselves to come up with a name, we surely won't want to chunk the whole thing by not being able to come up with a name. So you have a choice between ghost cat or spilt milk or... Expiration date or oh, expiration like. date's too dramatic. Uh, that sounds mm, that sounds I like, like impending doom. I like know. it. I'm not okay. Do I like you should have been much? involved in the theater more? We need to get you involved in theater. Well, yeah, it's good. We're doing good. Are you doing good? Kid's doing better since he got on vitamin D. <sighs> yeah, it turned out I was vitamin D deficient. Who knew it? But yeah, I take a little drop. Of it under the tongue each morning. Feel like a million bucks. So, yeah. The end. <laughs> the end. The end. That's how we're going to end this one. Just the end. And then that was my fingers tapping my code on my deal to get into the phone so I could actually turn this off. You guys have a great night.